Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. There could be what we call a word of wisdom, what the Bible calls a word of wisdom, about foretelling into the future. God preparing you for the future, giving you wisdom to let you know what's coming up in the future and in His plan and purposes and what things are coming down the pike, so to speak. And so in, a, in an inspired utterance in English, He might tell you something about the future. But that's a word of wisdom in the prophecy, which is just the inspired utterance. The simple gift of prophecy, the 14th chapter, tells you that is for edification exhortation and comfort that's in the third verse but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification exhortation and comfort or consolation see when you speak by prophecy you're speaking under the anointing or under the unction of the spirit and you're speaking out in English or your known tongue you're speaking out edification exhortation and comfort Notice the words that the Spirit of God said as I was speaking by prophecy just a few minutes ago do you notice the words of the Spirit none of it was foretelling necessarily it was exhortation to be filled with the spirit it was an exhortation he's letting us know of course what God's plan is now and that he wants believers to be filled with the spirit so they can fight the battles that they've got to fight but most of it is just to exhort Christians to comfort or console Christians to edify Christians edify just means to build up or to teach them see so that's there's not necessarily foretelling in prophecy but see, he exhorts Christians in a certain way. That's the simple gift of prophecy. And he's exhorting us today, he's exhorting us to be filled with the Spirit. Because you'll need it for the days ahead. Now, in, in the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, you know there's the account of the birth of Jesus and those types of things. And you realize that us, under the New Testament, are living in a different dispensation. And that even though under the Old Covenant... They could be filled with the Spirit under the Old Covenant, but not the same way that you and I are filled with the Spirit under the New Covenant. Because you'll read people, because when we, people will read in the Scriptures, and then they'll ask me questions, because they'll say, well, you know, I notice in the, in the Bible, you know, that you can be filled with the Spirit and not speak with tongues. Well, see, under the Old Testament, they were filled and could be filled with the Holy Spirit, but there was a distinct difference in their being filled under the Old Testament and sometimes even prophesying and us being filled under the New Testament and prophesying and being filled with the Spirit and speaking with other tongues. See, you will not find under the Old Testament, though they were filled with the Spirit, and I'll explain some more about that in a minute, but you will not find speaking in other tongues under the Old Testament. You will never hear tell of it under the Old Testament, except God prophesying about it that would take place in the future. But under that Old Covenant, they did not speak in other tongues. Why? Because speaking in other tongues is exclusive to the New Testament dispensation and it started in this Holy Ghost dispensation on the day of Pentecost. When the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, then believers could be filled with the Spirit in a new way under the New Covenant that they couldn't be under the Old Testament. Let me show you some scriptures along that line in Luke the first chapter and he start with the oh, what 15th verse there talking about John the Baptist. 
Now, if you've got your Bible, open it into Luke and look at that verse so that you can eyeball it for yourself. Talking about John the Baptist, this angel appearing to his father, said, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. Now, here's an, a case of someone being filled with the Spirit. John the Baptist, yet from his mother's womb, some translations say. But John was filled with the Spirit. But you have no record of John speaking in other tongues at all. Though he was a great man. And we'll get more about that in a second. But then you come over even more into the New Testament. And look at the 41st verse. And you'll see that Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. When she was pregnant with John the Baptist. She began to be filled with the Spirit. And speak out by the Holy Ghost. And it came about that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leaped in her womb. That was John the Baptist. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice. Sometimes you do when you're filled with the Spirit. And said, blessed among women are you. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that had believed. There would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And then Mary begins to prophesy. And she begins to quote scripture under the unction of the Spirit. See, notice Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. But you notice when she was filled with the Spirit, she just spoke out in her native tongue. She just spoke out. She didn't speak in other tongues. No record of her speaking in tongues, but she was filled with the Spirit. Different than how you and I are filled. The way the Holy Spirit came in those old days, He would envelop a person and come upon a person, similar to the way of the, of the New Testament, but they did not have the Holy Spirit in them under the Old Testament. He did not take up residence in them under the Old Testament. He may come in for a purpose, and they may prophesy for a purpose, but they did not have him in them permanently like you and I do. So when we're filled with the Spirit, it's a whole new dimension that does not exist under the Old Covenant. So you can see that they prophesied under the unction of the Spirit. In the second chapter, in the 26th verse, and it's talking about a man named Simeon, that when they brought Jesus... Actually, we'll go to the 25th verse. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, that is the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now notice that word, the Holy Spirit was upon him, under the Old Testament. Can the Holy Spirit be upon you under the Old Testament? Yes, he can. He was. And he would come for certain purposes. Here, the Holy Spirit is upon Simeon here to prophesy. So, and it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Messiah. Now, notice that was revelation. Do you realize that there is nothing in the world more important than revelation? Do you realize that what distinguishes one minister from being usable by the Lord and great in the Lord's sight is revelation and not education? Do you realize no amount of education could have let Simeon know that he would see the Messiah before he died. That was revelation, not education. You could not get that out of a book or a scripture. But the Spirit let him personally know that. See, notice the word revealed. Revealed. See, revelation knowledge. See, you'll never be able to dispense with the individual leading of the Spirit in your daily life and be successful. You'll never be able to do away with the leading of the Spirit in your personal life and be successful. Because you don't know what you need to do at any given time or what scripture you need to apply at any given time apart from the Spirit. How do you know when it's time to fast? 
How do you know where you're supposed to work? How do you know what your call is? Are you called to the ministry or are you not called to the ministry? How are you going to know that? You can't turn to chapter and verse and find it. See, you cannot do away with the leading, the individual leading of the Spirit. And if you're going to be a successful Christian, you'll have to learn how to be led by the Spirit. Well, notice the Spirit revealed that to him, verse 27, and it came in the Spirit. Now look, he came in the Spirit in the temple. How do you come in the Spirit? See, it's foreign language to some folks. What do you mean you came, he came in the Spirit into the temple? See, the, he was under that anointing. He was more conscious of spiritual things than he was natural things. He was under the leading and the unction of the Spirit, and he was conscious of it. And he came in the Spirit, ready to do the Spirit's bidding into the temple. And notice it said the Spirit was upon him too. See, that's the anointing. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out from the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, this is Simeon, now the Lord thou dost let thy blind servant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. Now how would he know that was the Messiah? He had revelation that this is it. This is what the Lord told you. This baby that you're looking at is the fulfillment of that revelation to you. He said, my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Notice that this man prophesying knew the gospel before it was preached in the Pauline revelations in Romans and Corinthians. Do you know this man knew that the Gentiles would be saved and that the kingdom of God was not just for the Jews? Do you notice he even mentions the Gentiles first there? Do you know how he got that? The same way he knew that he'd see the Messiah before he died. Not by education, but by revelation. Because you go through the Old Testament and you'd be amazed at the Jews who actually thought that they would be the only ones that you'd have to be converted to be a Jew or you couldn't be saved. Even in the Acts the 10th chapter when the Spirit was poured out on Cornelius' household and Peter preached that message there and says in Acts 10.44, as Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those that were listening to his message. And it said that those of the circumcision, that is the Jews that came with him, were astounded that the Spirit was poured out upon the Gentiles also, as he had been on them. See, even then, they were astounded that the Gentiles could be saved. Now, here's a man that got it by revelation of the Holy Ghost. Nobody taught it to him. The Spirit gave it to him. See, you can't do away with revelation and be successful. I see a lot of people that, that try it, and they fail. So you can see that those are different places under the New Testament that under the Old Testament, excuse me, that are recorded by the New Testament, where the people were filled with the Spirit, but they didn't speak with other tongues. Because why? Because I've told you that speaking with other tongues is exclusive to this dispensation, and you won't find it under the Old Covenant. Not until Jesus was raised from the dead and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost could you find people speaking with other tongues. You'll find all the other gifts of the Spirit listed in the 1 Corinthians the 12th chapter, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, working of miracles, gifts of healings, prophecy, special faith. You'll find all of those things except diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. You won't find those under the Old Testament, but you will the others because they're exclusive to this dispensation. That's why we encourage believers to be filled with the Spirit because under the New Testament, that is evidence one evidence of being filled with the Spirit is speaking with other tongues. 
You'll find it all throughout the New Testament. Now, Jesus said something to show you the difference now in Matthew, the 11th chapter, the difference between and a marked difference in the mind of Jesus, a marked difference in the Old Testament and the New Testament. He makes a comment about John the Baptist that gives you some light along that way. In the 11th chapter of Matthew's gospel, he begins to talk about John in the seventh verse. And he says, and as these were going away, Jesus began to speak to the multitudes about John, that is John the Baptist. What did you go out in the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? And what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I say to you, and one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it was written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, notice that phrase, born of women, there's not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. But look at the next words. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is going to be greater than he. What's he saying? Under the Old Testament, you couldn't be born of the Spirit. You could not be a new creation under the Old Testament. Just to trust His cleansing blood Just in simple faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Being Filled with the Spirit Under the New Testament versus the Old Testament. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y dot org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To trust him.